Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me on Kumite Radio is Frank the Crank Camacho. He will be fighting on September 9th at UFC 228 against Jeffrey Neal in Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Frank? Yo, what's up? Dude, that's right. In this this side of the world, it's on the 9th, right? But in the States, it's it's in, in the U.S., it's the 8th. So kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, man, September 9th, and then I, I'm the first fight of the night. So uh, for those of you guys that are planning on watching, man, please tune in, dude. We're, me and Jeff Neal are going to be opening up the, the fight card. For sure, man, for sure. But before we get into the fight, I want to talk about Trench Wars 20. You were refereeing a fight, an illegal kick landed. The recipient was rocked. He came at you. He was throwing haymakers at you. But the crazy part is you didn't even flinch. What was going through your mind at that time, man? Dude, so so first the illegal kick happened, right? And 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 earlier in the fight, I think you know, you could tell there was bad blood, so there was gonna they were just gonna scrap. And I was like, okay, all right, here, just be ready. Dude, and then when that happened, I was like, oh man, whoa, 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 whoa. That that can happen. And then Crazy thing is, you know, usually the natural reaction of an MMA fighter is to go for the leg, right? Man, you get rocked and you, you come in and you go and then you see referees get like double legged or whatever, right? Dude, this kid, when he got rocked, the, his first instinct was get up and scrap, dude. So he was swinging at me and I was just like, whoa, 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 dude, this is like a 10 punch combination, dude. And then, man, I was just, I look, uh, well, first off, first off, the, the video went viral. The video went viral, and I was just like, man, it probably would have been even more viral if he freaking knocked me out, dude. Thank goodness. You know, he landed two clean shots. He landed two clean shots, man, and I clinched him. Thank goodness he was, like, probably half my size, you know? And I was like, I was like hey, hey, no, no, calm down, calm down, man. You're good, you're good. And then and then he was just looking at me, but his eyes were still rolled back when I, when, when I was holding him, you know? And then when I finally got to the case, he was like, oh, Frank, man, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, you know? So... If anything, I, I kind of freaked out at first. Like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. This is crazy. And then I was just, if anything, you, you see me smile while I was holding him. Uh, it was because I I saw how game he was, you know, and I saw how much of a fighter he was. And I was like, wow, that was so cool. I could totally appreciate that, you know. I could totally, I mean, aside from, getting, you know, hey, he won the fight. DQ. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that was a wild, Crazy. wild video. You know, when, when it went viral, it was just like, what is going on? And then he yeah. was swinging at you, and you're just like calm. And then that one kind of clipped you a little bit, and you kind of clinched him. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see how that all worked out. Yeah, man, you know, it really worked out. And, and you know, you know, honestly, the, the, the best part about it was afterwards, his mom actually came up to me. His mom or his auntie, I don't know, came up to me and was like, man, Frank, thank you so much for taking care of my boy, you know, like. You know, I was, uh, you know, and uh, for me, the my natural instinct was like, man, he's rocked, he's hurt, you know. But a lot of guys are, like, dude, you could have freaking decked him, bro. And I'm like, man, dude, nah, dude. You know, if anything, if anything, I should ask freaking Cookie Alvarez, the promoter, for my freaking check. He, you know, he threw me in the fight card and not even knowing, dude. No doubt, <laughs> no doubt. 
you sign with the UFC after you had more than 20 fights already, you're a true veteran. Nowadays, a lot of fighters, they seem to be rushed into the UFC after around 10 fights. What, what do you think about a lot of these fighters? Do you think that they're being rushed into the spotlight? Uh, man, you know, a lot of them are very skilled. You know, they definitely have the skill, you know, they're, and, uh, but man, you know, for me, for me, it's, man, you go, go earn your, you know, like earn your shit, dude, like go in there and earn your shit. And, and I, and I feel in order to get called to the UFC, man, you have to earn it, you know, whether it's knowing who you're, who you're in, in, knowing the, the, the right managers or making the right connects, winning the right fights, uh, signing with the right promotions, you know, it's, it's, a uh, it's it's a very unforgiving game, you know. And for you know, for me, some some guys some guys are just in the limelight, and 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 I just unfortunately for me, I I took the long road, you know. But for me, I think it's it's fortunate that I that I took the long road, and now I'm bringing in years of experience into the into the UFC, you know. Some some guys get signed to the UFC, and then they get cut, and then that's it, you know. So I, I feel like uh, this is like the perfect time for for me, you know. I I wish I wish I would have made it into the house in 2012 when I fought Neil Magny to get into the house. But how much I've learned and I've developed from then fighting in PXC and fighting in the local shows and fighting in Saipan and Trench Wars and in Rites of Passage, man, I've learned so much that I'm kind of thankful that I that I uh, that I signed when I did. Although it was a long road, though. Even though you took the long road, does it allow you to be who you really are? Because a lot of guys now, it seems like they're not being who they really are. They're kind of creating a character for themselves because yeah. they are so young. Uh, what do you mean? How so? You know, kind of like they're kind of like following the trend now of talking trash. Mm, yeah. And then afterwards, you know, you see a lot of guys saying, oh, I didn't mean what I said. You know, that's not being yourself. Yeah, dude, you know, and, and I think... and I. And I think, uh, man, that's just being a martial artist, you know, and, and or just being a, just the type of person you are in general. Like, are you going to be are you going to be true to yourself? Or are you going to just create hype? And I feel Chelsea and he, he, he really he really explained it right is like, you know, hype. What is hype? You know, I feel like if I create hype, it's I'm 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 uh, I'm shorting and I'm kind of cheating the end user, the viewer of watching, you know, because it's just hype. But really. I'm just being myself, you know, and, and Chelsea was just really telling it how he saw it, you know, but in his own crazy way and marketing way, you know, but, you know, if anything, I'm just trying to be myself and, you know, I'm gonna, you know, there's, I'm not, I'm not a big shit talker, but I'll definitely go out there and I'll, I'll put it all on the line and I'll fight. So, yeah, you know, to each his own. And, you know, maybe that, that of, that might have taken, that, that might be the reason for me taking this the long way, but hey, man, uh, Man, I'll live and die by the sword, you know, I'll be true to myself. You mentioned earlier about 2012, the tough house, you didn't make it in. Even though you did not make it in, were there some major takeaways from that time that you have carried with you till this day? Yes, 100%. So when I fought Neil Magny, right, just watch the replay. I, uh, man, I came in there guns blazing. Well, first off, first off, I... Uh, I didn't. I didn't bring my mouthpiece, so I had to use the boil one. <laughs> so that that dude, that was the worst, man. That freaking sucked, dude. And then, and then I uh, in the in the first round, I clipped him with a big left hook. 
I broke my hand. But and then, uh, man, Jalen was running, dude. I was already about to finish the fight. We, I took him down. I got, I got as soon as I passed from halfway to mount, dude. There was a, there was a head and arm choke that I had. I let it go, dude, because I, I saw Dana White and I saw, I saw uh, Shane Carwin and I saw Big Country Nelson and they were there and I was like, man, I'm gonna show them that I'm freaking here to work, dude. I, I, I let go the sub and I freaking started pounding, pounding, pounding. Neil gave me his back. I had the renegade choke. I let it go again, and I just started pounding, and I started pounding. So the biggest lesson that I learned, and 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 it's probably one of the best in my career, and and I'm so glad that it that it happened, you know, the way that it did. Although I really that was I thought I I really jacked up my life, you know, because I didn't make it into the UFC when my opportunity. It was man, just use all the tools and 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 don't fight to entertain, you know, fight to win. Considering I got three five of the nights, you know, but but fight to win, you know. Definitely. Well, let's talk about your last fight. The judges gave the nod to Drew Dober. A lot of fans and pundits they have differing opinions about the outcome. Once the fight is over, do you dwell on the result, or is it easy for you to let it go and move forward? Um, that one, that fight, I knew it was very close. You know. That fight was very, very close with Jude Ober. Uh, that 30-27, I don't know about that, that's that scorecard. That was kind of a little that was a little weird, but but um it was close. It could have gone either way. Usually the Frank Camacho years ago, man, you know what? So so back to back to when I lost the ultimate fighter, dude. I almost went depressed, bro, like months. Dude, I deleted all my social media, everything. I didn't talk to no one, like for months, man. I was I was going through it. So you know, and, and from that, I've learned, you know, how, you know, dealing with, with losses and the, the last fight with Jude Dober, I was just like, man, I lost. There's a lot, you know, it was definitely results needed for for the future Frank Camacho, you know, so I'm taking everything that I've learned that last fight and, and you know, how do I become a better fighter on martial artists for my next future fights? That fight was about eight months ago. I know that you had an ankle injury for a moment, but were there any other setbacks that kept you out of the cage? Um, no, not so much. If honestly, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Uh, uh, man, four fights, you know, the three UFC fights, and then the one fight that uh, I man, I for, uh, I fought this, and I forgot his name, but I fought him in rites of passage through the the fight right before I got signed. The Korean so I, kid. I, I fought, dude. That guy was tough, bro. Holy cow. Um, and he was huge. Dude, he, yeah, either there's, there's a point in my cornerman when he threw me to the cage. They couldn't see me because his back was, like, so wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anyway, you know, I fought four times in, like, eight months, nine months. Uh, and, you know, this well-needed, I was supposed to fight on the UFC Singapore card, but because um, of because of an injury. But, uh, yeah, man, it. It was it was a very good blessing in disguise that I, I I was able to take eight months off and just really really focus and learn and you know all the shoulda woulda couldas from my last three fights and how I can implement that for my next one you know so it was a really good time off and my my wife was pregnant we gave birth my she gave birth to a man a beautiful son I you know we got a new house you know renovating the house so uh, yeah man life's good bro you know and and it all happens for a reason. Oh, congratulations on the new addition to your family, man. Yeah, he's great, bro. His name is Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, in that period, in that time period, did you focus on any other aspects of your game or did you work with any new coaches outside of your normal circle? No, you know, it's the same thing, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, I have I have so much tools in the toolbox, man, John, you know, and and I was slowly showing it little by little per fight. But I just need to, uh, you know, the, the experience, I have nine rounds. I have nine rounds in the UFC. And uh, it is nine rounds of experience that I that I need to that that I that I wish you know I wish I should have done this on the ground I wish I should have done that in the clinch I wish I could have done this striking or standing you know so I feel like even though I've had so many fights in my career man I'm I'm still such an infant martial artist you know and, and such an infant fighter that I feel like there's so much room to grow and and I'm still growing and and I can't wait honestly for this next fight so that I could do everything that I wish I'd, I had done in my last three fights and, and really be proactive in executing it in this one. Speaking of your next fight, Jeff Neal, UFC 228. This has the potential to be another show stealer. What do you think about another potential fight of the night? Hey, uh, I mean, I don't like getting punched in the face a lot, you know, if that's your question. <laughs> no, no, but, but uh, man, when we got the matchup, when we got the call, we got the calls like, man, Sean Shelby, you know what you're doing with this matchup, you know, you know, uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of cool, and I'm kind of glad, you know, that that the people appreciate the, my fighting style and 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 uh, you know what I bring to the cage all the time, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, for 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 being a, a fight under under the radar kind of a fight to tune in, but man, at the end of the day, dude, I want man, I want to finish, you know. I want to finish. Hey, we get it. if if it's it's either going to end, you know, and, and Jeff Neal said it himself too. Like it's either going to end in the first round or man, it's going to be a three round war, you know. And and his style will definitely complement mine. Uh, so that's what I'm very excited about again. You know, time to get down and dig it in, dig <laughs> down deep. You know what I mean? Definitely. Neil, he's a middleweight that moved down to welterweight. You are a lightweight that jumped up a weight class. What aspects of this dynamic do you see as advantageous for you? Uh, well, I'm definitely shorter. I man, I love fighting taller guys. Mm -hmm. uh, against Drew Dober, I, I uh, I'm man, I, I always have issues fighting a little shorter guys. Um, but I like fighting taller guys. Uh, he only has like about two inches on me, you know. And he's probably he, dude. Look at dude, he, look at the look at the photo that I posted on my on my IG. This guy is freaking shredded, dude. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? I didn't even want to post a picture of me on the on the left side of him, you know. But but uh, he's, he he definitely he's he's very athletic, you know. Is he and you see it in his fights, athleticism, you know. He definitely has that. Um, but man, nothing changes, you know. You know, dude, I was fighting. I was fighting when the when people didn't really care about weight classes, you know. There was no, you know, man. At the end of the day, you got two fists, two legs, and and you know we're 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 getting on the scale at the same at the same time, or uh, we're getting the, on the scale at the same weight. Ah, man, well, that 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 doesn't bother me. But if anything, I feel like I have an advantage fighting a taller a taller slightly taller opponent. You know, and then he even said it too. He, you know, he's he has a reach advantage, so it's going to be a little different. But our styles, man, are just very complementary. You know, he's a very forward pressure fighter. You know, he moves well moving forward, and I do the same. <laughs> You represent Spike 22. It is probably the premier fight team in the region. 
you have a close-knit group that you work with. Why do you stay with them? Most fighters, they go out and dibble and dab. You seem to stay with your family. Why? Man, got got a good crew, man. Got a good, good team, good coach. Uh, man, I got Roki Martinez. If 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 you're if you're preparing for a guy that pressures, you know, like if you're preparing preparing for a pressure fighter, not nah, you know, there's no better guy than to freaking prep and spar with the Roki Martinez, dude. Like if you look at his last fight, when you look at his last fight, dude, the guy three minutes in when he started getting tired, I was like, I know exactly how that guy freaking <laughs> feels. And I feel it every freaking Monday during sparring, you know? So, and then uh, Kyle, again, man, up and comer, dude. Like, this guy, this guy is just freaking good, dude. Like, he just gives me so many fits and so many problems in, in, in the gym. He's a lefty, too. So, you know, he just has, he just plays a very, very tricky game, man. And, you know, just all the other guys at at at, uh, at, at Spike, you know? And then I also do jiu-jitsu, purebred jiu-jitsu, you know? My, my, my jiu-jitsu coach, uh, Steve Roberto, and, man, he... The, the the guys there too they just keep me honest with my ground game you know although not a lot of people have seen it in my UFC fights you know uh because I'm always out there scrapping but um yeah it's I have a really good tight knit of guys and men very not very like we just when we just train very simple island island style simple training you know men outside in the back of the house with a cage and some mats you know and outside shower you get to go yeah, I saw a picture of the, the the makeshift gym that you guys used to have. There's rust on the cage, and it was just yeah. gritty. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it just kind of keeps you, uh, keep, man, it just keeps you, it just keeps you grounded, you know? Well, we know whatever that may mean to, to, to people, but, man, I like it, dude. You know, you're out there, you're sweating, you're you're putting in your rounds, and you, you're you're breathing in, like, you know, fresh air, and it's... You hear the chickens on the side, and then when it rains, it kind of cools it off, you know. So it's it's really cool, you know. As long as we're safe, we train safe, when we train hard, man. I, I really feel that's that's uh, and you know, you have a good team behind you. That's really what it's all about, you know. And then you know, going off, a lot of guys go off island, but you know, I, I really feel that I, if I stay home and I and I and I train with the guys, just like they they dedicate their time and their effort with me, it's a we're only going to grow the sport and, and, and grow MMA here on Guam and in the Mariana Islands, you know? You have three fights in the UFC, all fight of the nights. The sport at the end of the day is about wins and losses. Do you feel any pressure going into this fight or does this not even enter your mind? Um, you know, to be honest... To be truthfully honest, man, oh yeah, man, there's 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 pressure. It's a, it's, it's my fourth fight and and the last on my contract, you know. So I man, I definitely gotta. I'm I'm man, but honestly though, I'm I'm fighting for a win all the time, you know. So the pressure's not is the pressure's there, but it's not different. Um, I'm just gonna go out and and do my shit, you know. Like I'm just gonna go out there and do my thing. Like I have I have my 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 to dos and my not to dos and I have my game plan and I just gotta go there and then and just man execute it go there and do my job for 15 minutes you know whether whether it it could be you know 30 seconds 30 seconds a minute or man if I have to go the whole freaking 15 minutes you know but uh, man I'm ready I'm, I'm I embrace it man and I and I love it dude. Uh, I love it, man. And I, sometimes I fantasize about tough fights, and I just love tough fights. All right. September 9th, UFC 228. Frank Camacho 
will face Jeff Neal in Dallas, Texas. Thank you for your time, Frank. Yeah, Brother John, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, bro. Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast.